one. Finding Neverland. Are you a fan of the movie or the play? You're going to find out what we think in just a minute. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Broadway Breakdown. And if it is black, then it's white. Can you turn something? It's very loud in here. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm having a hard time hearing myself talk. Um, I'm your host, 123 Jackie B on all platforms. To the left of me is Ali Nasta. Hello, I'm Ali Nasta. You can find me on Twitter at Ali Nasta and on Instagram at Ali Girl. And we have Mark J. Freeman. Hello, Mark J. Freeman. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lorraine Love, L-O-R-A-Y-N-E-L-O-V-E. And Kenny Charrison. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's me, Kenny Charrison. Charrison. Actually, Charrison. it's Kenny Harrison, but thank you. You can find me at Kenny Charrison on Instagram and Twitter. I'll be whatever you guys want me to be. <laughs> we are here to discuss Finding Neverland. That was Neverland. his original Twitter handle. <laughs> There's gonna be, we're we're going to do a little bit of compare and contrast with the film and the play. Okay. Um, Allie, interestingly enough, saw the play. The movie came out in about 2004. 2004, yeah. yes. Uh, Ali saw the musical first and then the play. No, er, Saw the musical first and then the movie. Yes. And then Mark, Kenny, and I saw the movie first and then the musical. So we have a little bit of flipped viewpoints here that I think are going to make fun. Allie's going to get it. <laughs> we already talked about it. I greased myself. I'm ready to get ripped a new one. <laughs> no, it's not going to be so, so bad. So the musical was started in 2012 in England, and then it went to Cambridge, Massachusetts, and then it went to Broadway and in 2015. And then it started the tour in 2016. Um, I saw the U.S. tour in Orange County, which I, there are some things that I, I'm starting to wonder if like my tour was not as good as your tour, because there are certain critiques I have of particular actors, not necessarily okay. of the musical itself. Um, and I'd be interesting to compare and contrast that with you guys. Okay. Um, but we also had Mark Kudish, who played the Froman... Uh, Hook character. We had him on our Beauty and the Beast show, and he did talk a little bit about Finding Neverland on that show. So I think you guys should check that out. He had some insight where he was saying that he was originally slated to play Hook, and then they went through all these different changes, and he dropped out. Apparently, there was a lot of workshopping. It started off at the La Jolla Playhouse. My question, I was thinking about that today because we had a conversation about it earlier. Um, did he drop out because of the changes, or he just dropped out because of another job or something else? That was my, what it I was It sounded about. like, from what he was implying, that it was because of changes. But okay. then he went on so to... So kudos to him. Well, <laughs> no, he went on to play Froman in the Broadway musical, which was interesting because he was like, the part was so different, but he just imitated uh, Kelsey Grammer, right. I guess, mm-hmm. as, just because that's that had already been built up like that. Right, so he right. didn't do what he was initially intending to do. Um J.M. Barry, we should give a little bit of background on mm-hmm. J.M. Barry. He was Scottish. In the version I saw, he was English, which irritated me to no end. Um, was he Scottish in your version? Uh, I honestly don't remember. I don't, I don't, I don't think it, it, I didn't. I, 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 yeah. And oh, I only, you would know a thick Scottish accent. No, yeah. I think he in, was British. In yeah. mine, he was British. Because yeah. I watched the movie, I was like, why has he got a Scottish accent? And then I was yeah. realizing that that's how it's supposed, supposed to be. be. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Morrison uh, 
also Alfie Bow, when they played him, they do a Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to me because I was so irritated that who he was wasn't. your who was your J.M. Barry? Someone in Orange County. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! It yeah. wasn't some guy part of this. No, okay, it was a different. I don't know why. I think it was but, another company. Yeah, I don't know why, but sometimes when they do U.S. tours, they do like a double company thing. Uh, like the main U.S. tour company goes through Los Angeles, and then like a sub company goes through Orange County. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, whoever it was was that a Scottish. statement on Orange County? <laughs> sorry about it. No, but then sometimes, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sometimes sorry. the tour actually reroutes itself. Right. Like for Hamilton, it's going to come through Los Angeles, and then like a year later, it's Go coming around. back, and then it's going to be in Orange County. So it. it just depends. Um, but I, we're all fans of Peter Pan, I mm-hmm. assume. My mom was named Wendy after Wendy and Peter Pan. No! Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah, so I, I grew up being a huge Peter Pan fan. By the fan, way, Chinese so. mom is the best. Hi, Wendy. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome. She is like Wendy and Peter Pan. She's, she's very, like, loving and yeah. everybody's her child. She um, flies out the windows. She flies out windows. Yeah. <laughs> um... But so some of I what what was interesting in researching this was a lot of the biographical points here were true, like in the play, in the in the, the play musical. and the music. I mean, the they're music. they're similar enough, uh-huh. like in the play and the movie, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. main biographical points. Right. Like he was friends with the family. I guess like there were five boys, and when he actually saw them in Kensington Park, there was only three of them. Two had yet to be born, mm. and he was, and the nanny was walking them through Kensington Got Park it. when he okay. met them. But it was the same deal. Like they played with the dogs. The, his dog, who um, was named Porthos, and uh, he had. It's weird though because they left this out. They they had the dad die before the action has taken place, mm-hmm. but he was friends with both the parents. Oh, and, interesting. And so, the now, dad, hey, now, Here, now, does that change the story for you guys now? No. I, <laughs> okay, I, I was it, just curious. The reason they do that is because it, when the mom died, they were thinking of, already thinking of getting married. So there's this implication that they started this very close relationship while both of them were in other relationships. Oh, okay. So I think that's why they leave it out to make it just look like J.M. Barry is the one who's having this sort of falling right. out and to not let her look like that because she's supposed to be this very like innocent and pure mm-hmm. figure. Right. Um, and then two of the other children are born later on, but he does uh, adopt them all when she dies because oh. the dad dies and then she dies. So I thought it was I thought it was really interesting that uh, I assumed that so many of this is fictionalized. I guess mm-hmm. the more fictionalized is like really making that one boy Peter into the sort of adult-like okay. child yeah. character. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most fictionalized part of all of it. But I was I was surprised because usually when they do these things, they take such great liberties that it doesn't resemble. Yeah, it's right. like they take one idea and then it's yeah. like, oh, we'll put that and make it the storyline around Round. it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that right. is really interesting to hear. Um, any, uh, do you guys have any other things to say about his background? I'm trying to, like, go down my notes and see. Like, the wife did have, um, Mary, Jan Barry's wife, did mm-hmm. have an affair. Mm-hmm. Um, they did divorce. Uh, and that was... And back then, I mean, this was 1800s. So, that was one of the things, or early 1900s. So, it was really kind of taboo at the time for mm-hmm. anybody to divorce or... Oh, he didn't want to divorce her. That right. was the thing, is he was, even though he knew she was cheating on him, he kept saying, well, maybe you could do this or not bring him around here and, right. and kept trying to give these suggestions, but she didn't follow any well, of I them. Think, and I think that's kind of in the movie, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
for yeah. the record. I think something that I noticed watching the movie back, because there's certain things that you miss when you watch the play, and like watching the play mm-hmm. first, I was able to only like grasp like the great parts, because mm-hmm. it was like, you know, there's so much music and, and things going on, so watching the movie back, she's so cold. Um, the and, wife. Yeah, the wife is so cold, but then you kind of realize, like, I guess I was asking myself, like, you just, because you don't know what happened, like, how did they come together? Because they're so opposite. And, mm-hmm. like, it was kind of nice in the movie because they talked about a little bit of their prior relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you married me knowing that, like, I needed to, like, write stories and I needed to have mm-hmm. this. But in the play, I didn't really get that. So it's kind of like, how did they get together in, in the first place? Right. But so it was nice to, like, hear that in the movie that they kind of touched on it a little bit. So mm-hmm. you kind of... You have some sort of saving grace. It's like, oh, that's why they're together. Yeah. So we agree with you on that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she, was, she was an actress, and she uh, and he was an up and coming playwright, and that's, I mean, they were essentially like working in the same circles, mm-hmm. which is how they got together, which makes sense. It's yeah. Like an office romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they and I, to me, the movie does a better job of not making Mary as much of a villain because yes. I don't see her. Necessarily, the play makes her a villain. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I don't really, from watching the movie first, I didn't really see her as a villain because you have someone here who is clearly in love with someone else, Mm -hmm. who is not really paying attention to her, and who doesn't really have much in common with her either. They have that one scene that's so telling where, like, she walks out one door and he walks out into, like, a fantasy door. And it shows that he's in his mind and he's in this other place, and she just so when she cheats on him, it's almost like it's not malicious. It's yeah. just like you need attention from yeah. something. Yeah, she right. needs. Yeah, and so I, I was a little irritated that the play made her into kind of more of a cartoony villain, where she's just cheating on him and being a jerk. Well, know? it's funny because watching the play first and then going back to the movie, you kind of she's got like she's supposed to be kind of like a comedic villain. I feel because yeah. it's like oh, like it's so over the top, and mm-hmm. she's like yes, maids do this. You know, it's just so like out there. Mm-hmm. So then when you see the movie, I was like, oh, she's a little bit more calm, cool, collected. Back. Yeah. And she just is really worried about like her her view in society. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what it, you kind of get across. But I mean, clearly there was a reason that like all this was going down. And if you, and she did in the movie say like, how am I supposed to be there for you if you're like never home? You're always with this other family. Like, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And, and they kind of parallel her, not so much in the play, but more in the movie mm-hmm. with, uh, Sylvia's mom. Yeah. Like, Chrissy, I was just about to yeah. say that, yeah. Who it's like, this is all about uh, how I'm perceived outside. It's a very old world mm-hmm. kind right. of character. Yeah. yeah, and in the movie, she's basically the more of the villain as opposed to in the play, whereas his her husband, the husband, the wife is the villain. Yes, um, yeah. And, um, because you have her in that scene in the movie where she pulls out the coat hanger after yeah. the kids and yeah. she's Hook, essentially. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I... Okay, so having seen the movie second recently, yeah. first, by the way, I, I love the movie. I mean, I it was one of my favorite movies, and that was a year where it was like I think Million Dollar Baby and uh, Ray. All those movies came out the mm-hmm. same year, and I was like, Finding Neverland was my favorite movie, and it didn't get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. But um, my question to you guys is, do you find that their relationship, um, Sylvia and and um, Barry's relationship? And the play was more authentic, in the sense that it was life. it was more, more on the romantic side, as as in because the way I see in the movie, the movie version it was more platonic, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that more mm-hmm. than 
because I remember Mark and I went to see the play together, uh-huh. and when they kissed, and I remember I can hear I him to get up and cringe, <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I didn't want that. I, I because I love the platonic relationship they had right. in the movie. Here's what I think. This is, and I had that same reaction coming from. It, it's interesting because reading about his life, mm-hmm. it wasn't platonic. Like, oh, okay. He was gonna marry her before she died. Okay. So knowing that, and then like seeing things from reverse. The, now the way I think about it is um, she in the reason they depicted it in the film that way is because you had all this rumor around like the way that people or the the way that society acts the way that people should act mm-hmm. in society and so what's really titillating about the film is that you are free to insert your own thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. you're free to think that they had a completely platonic relationship, mm-hmm. but you're also free to think that there was something further going on, which is, like, for me, I didn't find their relationship in the film platonic. Like, I oh. I assumed that there was something else... Off camera. Off camera, that we're <laughs> not seeing. Right. And so the play just... Because it's a because it's a play and they have to have those big romantic yeah. numbers, yeah. they just brought that to the forefront. So now, like when I was first watching the play, I was like, you guys, where I was like, oh, escandito, you know, like scandalous. That yeah. was the worst Spanish ever, and my boyfriend is gonna kill me. Oh, for that, that was Spanish. Right. Yeah, it was not Spanish. It was terrible. And I'm gonna play this back to him, and he's gonna be like, ugh. Sorry, um, I don't know who you are. Right. Um, but. I had that reaction at first, and now that I've like listened to the soundtrack and calmed myself down, I'm like, no, this makes sense. This yeah, makes sense. I feel like for me, watching the play first and then the movie, I'm one for like, I'm I love the mushy gushy stuff. I love the the sense of you know, there's so much magic in this play, mm-hmm. and I feel like I got so much of that, and I think that's why the movie was a little bit different for me because I watched the play like in awe. Oh my gosh, this is so good. And it felt like to me there wasn't even like it sounds bad, but it's like the wife didn't even exist to me in the world of the play because you're just seeing so much of their relationship uh-huh. mm-hmm. and she's never really inserted. So just I don't know, watching back and forth, I just felt like it gave me so much feeling and the movie kind of was like fell flat of what I had felt after watching the play. So okay. yeah, but I think it's only because I loved the music and yeah. I loved the like, you know, like I said, the just like the imagination that it gave you because you left the play being like, I can do anything. <laughs> like I yeah. have the power to do anything in my life. So after watching the movie, the ending did that for me, but it was a slow, it was slow to get there. My, my, when I first found out that they were doing a musical version of uh, Finding Neverland, I, my first reaction was like, how are they going to put the music into the story? Right. Knowing and loving the, the film version, I was like, okay. I, I'm now, gonna... I know Mark wants to say something, but the one thing <laughs> I will say, okay, so uh, I was, when I first heard the music, I wasn't actually, and I don't mean to be mean to the OC cast, but when you have, and this is what happens when you watch anything like, you had from watching the play this mm-hmm. image of how these characters should be in right. your mind. And so to me, like Kate Winslet, Johnny Depp, those, and it, and it doesn't help that I'm a, already a huge fan of those actors. Mm-hmm. Like I had them and Julie Christie and all these actors in my head, um, uh, Dennis Hoffman, uh, in my head as I'm watching this and so it's hard because you're like fighting that and then you see these people and you're like oh I, I want you to do it like this yeah mm-hmm. and so that was part of the trouble that I was having and part of the trouble was uh, another part was um, when I heard the music the Broadway recordings and then they also have a um, 
I guess a concept album that they released beforehand, which has like Christina Aguilera, a lot of really like top-notch artists. Um, now hearing those songs sung by other people, like mm-hmm. the original Broadway cast, I'm like, oh, I really love this music, mm-hmm. you know? And it, I think it also has to do with who sings it. Yeah, Definitely. I, I feel like whenever you walk away from a show and then you go by the album, you're expecting it to be the people that you watched on stage because you have this image right. in your head and like certain pitches and things that the way they're sung bring you so much joy. So when it, you hear that difference, it's like unsettling almost. Yeah. So I can imagine if you were to hear it from a different perspective too because I know the cast I saw, I, I thought they did an amazing job because you guys saw the LA show as yes. well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought they did an amazing job because even listening to the soundtrack, I felt like they matched it perfectly. So the fact that they didn't in your show, I can imagine how that would be a little disappointing. disappointing. Right. And I think for me, <laughs> uh, in, in the cast that I saw, the kids were the ones who really shone through. Yeah. And so that was, I, I became really connected to the kids' stories, but not as much to like the romance that, or the, the relationship between the adults that I felt that I, I should I have a have. question for you guys. Now, do you think that his relationship with Peter in the be- at any point was um, better in the play, in the musical version, or in the film version? I thought because I, 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 I only asked um, because the show that we saw, I just felt like it was more about him and Sylvia's relationship. Mm. Whereas in the film version, it was more about him and Freddie uh, Highmore's relationship in the film, which I liked better. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, I, and it's something to be said about seeing a medium first, right. um, whether it's the play, you saw the play version. I remember when we um, saw Chicago, I saw the film version before I even saw the musical version. And so I was wanting... Uh, You're I, like, where's Queen Latifah? Yeah, I was wanting, <laughs> I think Michelle Williams from the um, Destiny's Child was yeah. uh, Roxy Andrews. And I was like, I want you to be more like uh, Zellweger. So yeah. I was just like, uh. yeah. so I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I forget where I was saying. I do think that's but, what, I do think <laughs> the that The relationship between him and the kid. Yeah, yeah, I do think that you're coming from a place, though, of, um, hi, Noah House, who's watching us live. Yeah. Um, oh, hi. I do think that you're coming from a place of, um, watching one medium over the other. I think yes. that happens. But what Mark is like, Mark I'm, does not like the music. And we have, in on this pan, uh, on this um, program, we have a section called Our Diva Song, where it's like our favorite song from here. Mark does not have one, because why? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> um, well, I'll say this. Brace yourself. No. Well, I feel like I have to let everybody in on my experience with Finding Neverland, the movie. I went to it at the Grove, when it came out by myself in Los Angeles I was yeah. by myself in the movie theater and from wait the, were you the only person in no, it? no no no, no. <laughs> I, I it's just I, Mark I, I, and I the stage and the so. I wasn't with a group of friends <laughs> okay. I was by myself and yes I go see movies by myself all so the time so do I because um, I hate when people talk to me during movies um, so I went and from the moment in the movie that um, J.M. Barry asks Peter and I'm going to probably even get emotional talking about it when he asks him to use his name I I literally started crying at that moment. From that moment, which is probably about a half hour into the film, till the very end. Like, I literally had tears coming down my eyes almost the entire time. But you have tears? I do. I know. (laughs) It's hard to believe if you you watch my other shows. I do. do. Um, So, not only did I cry, but when the movie ended, I was the last person in the theater. They li- I've never even been in a theater this long. I, I couldn't, e- and it wasn't because, and I wasn't sitting because 
I just wanted to sit there. I couldn't get myself together enough mm -hmm. to stand up and walk out. Yeah. And they came in to clean. They were like, you have to go. <laughs> and I literally put my sunglasses on and walked around the Grove for probably another 20 minutes crying walking around the Grove. The movie just touched me in a way that nothing has ever touched me. And I, and I think the things that I loved about the movie, which is the how platonic their relationship was, but how it meant the world to both of them, um, the relationship with him and Peter and the kids is just such a huge part of that movie that to sit and see these, like, to have a, him sing a whole song called Stronger to me was pointless because you are why is he singing about being stronger when he has been the, he's the driving force he's the driving force of the movie at least the movie I'll say um, he's the one you're telling these kids to to be strong and stuff but he's singing the way that's written that he can be stronger that he should be but it's like but you are the strong one so that kind of stuff is what was getting under my skin. There were definitely moments. The ending obviously gets you every freaking time. Oh, yeah. um, and the th the thimble part mm -hmm. that got me. Um, I just I didn't like I I had a I did not care anything about those kids in the in the play. I did not. Not even when they were playing their homemade instruments. That was cute. It was a cute scene, but the relationship to them, I hated how they made his wife into this comic character. Because I kept thinking, like, just, I just kept thinking, I would I went hoping to see the movie the come to life uh -huh. in 3D. And I just was so disappointed. Because I feel like you could have done an amazing like they're all musicals aren't comedies there are you know depressing and Lame sad. Lame, you know what I mean like there's some that are on the darker side and sadder side so I just I was upset that they didn't just be and I get that the movie isn't real life but I feel the movie is so well done that why would you mess with that I mean he was nominated for an Academy Award for this so it just that kind of stuff just and that's why it gets to me, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like, I, this movie to me is probably, and I'm not even saying for the year, in my life, one of my all-time favorite movies, if not my all-time favorite movie. So that's why it's hard for me to sit back and just kind of accept things, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. The moment that, in the film, the moment... <laughs> and that, well, I'm done, well thanks! Said. Well said. <laughs> I gotta go, bye-bye. <laughs> I love your rants, Now Mark. tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I love them. The moment, I will say that the moment in the film that gets me every time is... When she's home dying Don't of tuberculosis, she's home dying of tuberculosis, and my mom is named Wendy. So, I'm I'm already associating mm -hmm. the Kate Winslet character, who's an actress I love, mm -hmm. with my mom, and mm -hmm. she and my mom's mom died of TB. Uh. Um, so she's at home dying of TB, and she can't see the play. So they bring the play uh, to her, don't even get me. and she <gasps> walks out, and that's Neverland. Yeah. And I just. I just lose it. Uh, I yeah. just lose it. I mean, even and I again, the ending of the of the. I mean, they were true to the film in that regard. So that to me was everything. the thing that drove me crazy. And this is like not that I want like people to be in peril by having them fly around the stage, but one of the most beautiful effects in the original Peter Pan in this movie is is the moment that you see people fly. Yeah. Like, that is one of the hugest effects. Yeah. And I think I was waiting for, because in the end of this play, the only character that does any real flying is Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, which kind of disappointed me, because I wanted to see her, I wanted to see um, 
uh, Sylvia mm-hmm. fly away in the end. I it, it really bothered me, like, this whole, like, avant-garde, my clothing's whipping around. I was mm-hmm. like, I just want her to fly out because, like, she deserves that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the, uh, I will talk about some of the things I did. I loved at the end of Act 1, the like, how the ship kind of comes to life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you, that's you a huge were, moment. Like when you're during in the, the song audience, that I don't like, but I like the... But when you're in the audience, yeah, that is oh. very captivating. Oh, like completely. I, I watched this completely. play with my mom and she turned to me and she was like, I've seen nothing like that at yeah. the theater. That was great. And I loved everything that was in the imagination. Yeah. All the, the stuff with the clocks and the when the dog turned into the bear. Like all, I wanted ten times more of that. It's like, so I funny. wanted all of, like, I, I just wanted to be their little imagination. Oh, I remember, I. okay, Mark okay, I. so I'm sitting in my, on my couch, so and, I, and I was watching, like, some drag race or something, and I get a text message from Jackie. We also do the drag race after show, yeah. if you want to check Today at 6 o'clock. And I get a text message from Jackie, I am not with these dancing clocks, and I was like, what is she talking about? And it didn't dawn on me that you yeah. li- you're literally watching the play as yeah. I'm like, I was like, sitting at home. like, fuck the dancing clock. <laughs> um, it's funny because Mark, uh, the things that Mark liked are like the complete opposite of what I liked. I That's liked so the funny. stuff that was like the real stuff. I did, I do like that song, um, Believe, because uh-huh. the bear and everything were in the movie, mm-hmm. and then I like the other numbers where the theater cast kind of incorporate is incorporated into the yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's very nostalgic for people like us who like Peter yeah. Pan, but mm-hmm. in the songs that are just in his imagination, it bothered me because those things relate to nothing else. So you have these dancing clock characters, and I'm like, why aren't they just crocodiles? Like, <laughs> why why doesn't uh, this relate to anything else right, right. within the story? I think I just liked that it was, that you were seeing the imagination. Like, that it was something different, that yeah. it wasn't, you know, just, you know, let's put them in a flood of light and, and they can just, sing their songs because right. it's pretty. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I liked that there was something behind See, that. the thing that, to me, that bugs me was I wanted them to relate somehow to his life or Peter Pan. And yeah. If Peter, if this whole play is about Peter Pan and we have already established that we have these numbers where we have the Peter Pan characters coming in, I was mm-hmm. like, well, why isn't this a crocodile and why don't you add this other thing? And so, Well, they did the, didn't the mother have a dress that looked, the back of it looked like the crocodile? Crocodile. Is that, yeah. I think yeah. so. And I feel then, like I there was something, that, like, and I wish there was more of that. Yeah, instead of just having abstract, like, picture frames and I dancing agree. clock people, like, bring <laughs> in the Peter Pan stuff. Yeah. We're yeah. here for that. Yeah. I, I think, um, going on to what, what Mark was saying, um, the driving force for him to do the play in the play mm-hmm. was not for him to make money. Like, the you mentioned a theater company. Yeah. That was a distraction for me. <gasps> it was a big distraction. Like, when they went to the pub... Oh, girl. <laughs> I was... Oh, if you're I, a theater buff, you I love know, those I things. know. I know you are, and I know you are a theater buff, but I, it was a big distraction for me. See, I really liked that part, because it was like you were seeing, like, a little bit of the behind the, the scenes. scenes. Yeah, and I, thought I liked that. it, but Did I didn't it. want Sylvia there. Yes. That bothered me yes. more than anything, that she yeah. was there. I oh, thought it should right. have just been him. I right. don't think she should have been there. And I just, I, it bothered me, too, that you don't see her get... At least the what we saw. Mm-hmm. We saw opening night, by the way. Right. Um, it's probably changed. <laughs> I did, I, I, you didn't see her getting sick like you do in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And it, you, it's just like all of a sudden in the play, she's got a bloody handkerchief. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. It just comes out of nowhere. So without having seen the movie... You know, she's singing and dancing and doing this stuff. Like, I just wish they would have taken more moments to develop that. Right. So. I will. I, I want to say. I want to see how Allie think, thinks yeah. about that. Were you confused about I, her illness? It wasn't confusing. It was more like no. 
<laughs> we were like, why'd she have to die? Like, everything was going so great. And, like, they talk so much about the father and losing the father. Yeah. So more so it was, like, an emotional moment to realize that these kids did not only lost their father, but were about to lose their mom, too. Yeah. So it was actually really emotional to me because it was totally, it was out of left field. Like, we had no idea it was coming. But it was, like, such a dagger moment that you, like, are so, like, emotional. And I was just, I literally, me and my roommate looked at each other like, why? Yeah. <laughs> Why did but this not happen? But I think that's one of the things about the movie that I like is that because from the beginning you know it, yeah. you're having that moment throughout the entire Tired. movie yeah. right. because you know it's not going to work out. You know that she's dying. You know that as much as they love each other, as much as the, it's not going to work out. And so you're mm-hmm. just, there's this, it's just the entire time just it's tugging pulling. at you, tugging mm-hmm. at you, tugging I at you. I think that I'm, because you know, like, Peter's even more, he's hes more sad, I would say, in the play, and then he's more, like, obstinate and defiant in the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. I feel like he's angry in the play. And it was just like, Who? Peter. Yeah. He's angry in the movie, <laughs> He too. was angry. I, don't think, I think he was, in the movie version, I didn't yell at me. <laughs> he wasn't, I think he was more, what you just said, defiant. And, like, in the movie version. And it just, the, the actor that we saw on opening night, he was a little annoyed. It Sorry. was kind of annoying. The kid, the kid from the OC was just precious. He <laughs> okay. was really precious. And um, I, and I mean, obviously, like, they have to rotate the kids out more than yeah, yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, in the film, I think because you know from early on that Sylvia is sick, it makes Peter's actions have more sense. Because mm-hmm. he even though he's not willing to admit it to anyone around him, he himself knows that he's losing his family. So he's like, I have to be the grown-up because this is, like, my family's falling apart. Right. Yeah. See, I guess... I wonder which one we saw, because this has them listed, because it has everybody who plays Peter. Mm. So I don't know which one we saw. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't throw him under the bus. You're so lucky. (laughs) So, he's like a seventh grader. I know, right? I have no shame. <laughs> well, I think with Peter um, in the show that I watched, it was more so like even though he was angry, I thought he was kind of defiant in those feelings and kind of like dealing with the emotions of losing his father more so than knowing his mom was doing like dying as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was kind of – I could – not relate but understand where he was coming from because he had just like experienced so much so he was just like what's what's like what's the point of believing in fairy tales if it's just not going to come true like I thought that that was very apparent to me Mm -hmm. um and that's why he was kind of pushing back on like all this imagination because he's just like he's just more mature than all the other kids because he's like well it's not going to end up anyway so he was just so that was great to see that um the progression of him kind of trying to relive his childhood again, like get back into it, even though he's only like, what, like eight? Right, <laughs> right. It's funny that Kenny didn't like the cast because I, I the, one of the reasons I love having the cast members there is because this play can get really heavy and really dark because of the themes. Mm-hmm. And I felt like those moments where you had the, like the guy doing his monologue all messed up, those were the moments of levity. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they had to insert that in. Otherwise, it's just like Les Mis finding Neverland, you know? Mm-hmm. I would have been fine with it. I would have been <laughs> fine with it. Because I, li- I like, I, 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 artistically, I'm typically drawn to darkness whether it's a film or music. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that say about me? That's why we get along. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, where, where I appreciate some of the, the comedic points, I, it just took me out of the overall. Cause no, and, and it kind of sucks knowing the movie, you know, being having the template of the movie version mm-hmm. already, what you said. Like, I'm thinking Kate Winslet 
Johnny Depp. Yeah. I wanted that. And that is that is hard. I can understand that now because they're such amazing actors and yeah, actresses. Yeah. Like, how could you replace that in your mind? Right. You know what I mean? But from me just like going in there, I've said this a thousand times, seeing it first. Um, but they like they really captivated it for me because mm-hmm. I had no pre notions yeah. of anybody going in. But I can totally understand that because when I've seen movies and they like try to do a remake or something, it's just like when they do remakes of like you know Greece and they've done mm-hmm. that. You you and your head are like, but she's not. Doing this like emotion or like right. this mannerism yeah. that the uh, like the person in the movie did like you constantly are gonna have those those comparisons. yeah comparisons yeah. in your head so I think definitely and then I even was watching the movie like but this didn't happen because I watched the play first like yeah. this is right. ridiculous so I think it's just whatever you do see first it's like you're always gonna compare yeah. that to the yeah. first thing you saw and especially if you loved it I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah because and, there have been times where I watched a movie and I was like. Nah, and then yeah. you watch like somebody does like a play of a B movie or something and you're like, oh yeah, that was really good. Yeah. If you watch something like you loved the play and we loved mm-hmm. the movie, so it's hard because yeah. you're making a comparison to something you already instinctively love. Yeah. yeah. And I like I said, walked away in just shock. I was just like, Man, you can do anything. I just felt so empowered. Uh-huh. I did it was such a great night for me. I was just like, This is amazing. I need to see it again. I need to download the soundtrack. Meanwhile, the two of us were like, Let's okay. go to thirty yeah. seconds. <laughs> Let's go have another beer. Okay. It was like, oh, man, okay. And I will say, and it wasn't, it wasn't, oh. It's right so I People, if you go to the theater, be quiet. That's oh, all I have to say. Stop talking. Oh, people were talking about it. We had it. We had really? it. Eating yes. stuff. Oh, it was a it was, disaster. It was, yeah. That's Didn't help. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. We just put them on blast. <laughs> I don't give a, sorry, Dad. Go ahead. I don't give a toot. <laughs> so, since we're nearing towards oh, the end. Already? Yeah. I, I do want to. I know Mark. I'll pick a diva song. Okay, so my diva song, (laughs) my diva song is um, "When Your Feet Don't Touch the Ground," and the reason why is because that little music, the da na 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 na, -na, and I'm not a great singer, so I'm Mm -hmm. sorry that it doesn't sound anything like it. But that is that thread in the music is the same music they play when the little boys are jumping on the bed and he imagines them flying, Mm -hmm. and so that that little theme is throughout the movie and right. I loved that they incorporated that into the play and I I guess that's also why part of me got upset at that scene where they have like other actors like holding them as flying and yeah. it's like I it just didn't connect with me because when I watched the movie one of the most iconic moments is when he sees the little boys jumping and he imagines them as flying, flying. Yeah. Uh-huh. and I I was just so upset because I'm like, this is the exact moment that you're supposed to like mm-hmm. be lifted into that other reality. Right. Yeah, I have to say one of my favorite numbers um, because of the choreography and just the entire cast was the dinner party. I was yeah, I, yeah. that was Hilarious. one of my favorite. That was one of my so favorite cute. parts. Yeah, um, I don't remember the song, but I was just watching. I was like, oh my god, this, there's so much going on, and I and I enjoyed. Watching it, it was something that like actually brought a smile to my face. Yeah, that was a really life. cute number. Yeah. It was a really great number. Um, wait, so are we? Are yeah, we diva continuing? Song. Oh, okay. so diva song. So my favorite was Believe, and then um, we're all made of stars. Okay, with oh, the yeah. kids. That one was just like my favorite, oh, yeah. and I yeah. feel like I can listen to the We're All Made of Stars and just be like happy in my car, like yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorites. Um, what I want to know is that kid. Did he actually play the ukulele? Like I, I couldn't say our our kid. It looked like I, they yeah, were. I it think like so. Were. I will say the kids in my show were just phenomenal. Yeah, I was just like, you guys are so talented and you're so young. Like they have such great futures ahead of them. I, 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 
aside from the Peter in our show, I like the other kids. I don't <laughs> I know. Think, something about Peter in our show was like, oh. Uh, I think I the youngest, the youngest one. Wait, which? It's Mike. Who's the youngest? Ma- John, is... John, Michael, Michael. Michael, I thought yeah. was the youngest. Yeah, Michael. He is my favorite in the movie, and he's my favorite in the show because he's just like he has the great lines, and yeah. then when they dress him up as yeah. the princess, uh-huh. I yeah. lost yeah. it. Yeah. And it he's cute. just so adorable. Um, I I will say if I have to pick a song, I I actually really liked Welcome to London at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, I like it because I, I was still in a place where I was like, okay, okay, I'm digging this, I'm digging this, and then it went awry. But, it, it but just, it, I, I, I don't know, I liked the look, like I, it felt good, it, it had, had a catchy tune to me, so I did like it. It just reminded me of, and that's what uh, what's that, Baltimore? The Welcome Good Morning Baltimore. Baltimore. Good Morning yeah. Baltimore. And I was like, Kind of See, I like that off. because I feel like it sets you. It sets, sets up the, sets you the, in the scene. Yeah, I get it. Um, another song I do like is the the title song. The I think it's Neverland. just called Neverland. Neverland. Yep. Um, yeah. We at, at our end, we're gonna be our outro is Jennifer Hudson singing oh. a oh. version of that. And again, this was me. Now that I've now that I've heard the songs sung by someone else, mm-hmm. I'm like these songs are really good and they're really catchy and I'm really into them. And I think it was just a matter of me not liking the particular vocalists right. who, right. Were, who were in the cast that I saw. Right. Especially being angry about that Scottish accent. <laughs> but how Jackie is very meticulous about the Scottish accent. Yeah. I just like Scottish accents too. They're yeah. I think they're fun. Yeah. Um, but how cool was it that there was a live dog on stage? I did like that too. I did like that too. That was like amazing. That. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought that too. I, I was thinking about it and I was like, I wonder if they're going to have a real dog. And so when he came out, I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah. I so. there was a collective gasp in yeah, the audience. Yeah, and that dog and came like, out. Oh. We did too. Yeah, yeah I, I just like too. wanted to like give it a, like a hug. It looked like such yeah. a stuffed animal. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that because you don't you never know because Nana, you know, in the original Peter Pan is played by a person in a suit, yeah. and so I was like, are they going to go that route? Are they yeah. going to use a live dog like they did in the movie? Mm-hmm. It's hard because you're on stage, yeah. but they did, and I I think kudos to them for that. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts? I know I there was one more thing I wanted to say, and now I can't like for the life of me remember what it was. I just loved it. <laughs> oh, the point that I cried. I know oh. the point. The point that in I cried play? in the play was mm-hmm. different than when I cry in the movie because when she Did left, I was just so irritated that she wasn't flying. I was like sitting there <laughs> stewing. I was yeah. like, why isn't she flying? Why is Peter Pan flying? Yeah. Um, the point was when they do the actual reenactment of the play and you're the audience mm-hmm. and they ask you if you believe in fairies oh. and yes. the audience starts clapping and I lost my shit. Yeah. yeah. Because there that to me is only it's only a moment you can have in the theater. Yeah. yeah. If you've ever seen and I don't you Mark's probably seen Peter Pan, you've seen Peter I've Pan seen Peter for Pan. sure. Yeah. I have not. Yeah. If you've seen Peter Pan, that's a very like that's a moment that you're really emotional and wrapped up into it because like that's his friend and she just poisoned herself for him. Yeah. yeah. Um and so when you're a kid you're like, Oh yes, yes, yes. And yeah. that that's a very iconic moment. And so when you are actually in the audience, it brings yeah. you back to that moment. But how cool kid. would it have been if at the Pantages they held 25 seats? I was just thinking and put that. Kids I in was those just thinking just that. Just for that moment. Yeah. I was that just thinking good. that. I would not have taken that over the top. Yeah, which, that would have been which, great. Because then it makes you feel like you're part yeah, of yeah, the exactly. show. Yeah, exactly. Which moments in that movie the, that brought tears to my eyes. Was that, that was one of the moments. When those kids come out in the corner. Oh, don't even get me started. We're going to end this. We're going to end this. And that I was one of my favorite. I'm going to the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. That was one of my favorite parts in the movie. Yeah. yeah. That, I, I do think that would have been nice. That would have been, been really cool. I actually was looking. Because we were up, so they wouldn't have put them up there. Right. But I was looking down. I was like, are there little kids? Are there kids down there? Did they seat people down there? But no. But to this day, <laughs> you know, it, to this Bummer. day, the proceeds for the play Peter Pan still go to that orphanage, which is... That's great. It's amazing. He, did, he had no idea that this play was going to be so right. big and yeah. that orphanage was going to be getting so much money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know where they send it now because I can imagine like maybe you have to share it with yeah. other orphanages. Yeah. Like, no, they just have one rich orphanage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Screw all you other ones. It's like the anti-Annie orphanage. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Peter Pan and Finding Neverland, I think it was so great to finally see this because I've been such a Peter Pan fan mm-hmm. since I was like five. I was telling them before the show, Peter Pan was the first Broadway show I ever saw when I was like mm-hmm. a, like in preschool. Oh. And so I it, it kind of has been with me. It's been one of my favorite shows, one of my favorite movies ever since. I feel like I've seen so many different renditions of it. I so was like, going to say, which rendition of it? I feel like so <laughs> many, so many. Because like I saw the movie when it's... Kathy Rigby. Yes. <laughs> so I've seen the movie, I've seen, and then obviously obviously the one with Jeremy Sumter, which that was like, I think came out when I was like around 13. So it was mm-hmm. like, I'm obsessed with this movie. Like, I, it was just so good. But anyways, I thought it was really great to kind of see the start of like, how, like how it happened. Happen, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. how Peter Pan became yeah. out. And I think that's what like, kind of emotionally touched me. Because yeah. I'm like, see, you're seeing it like unfold before your eyes and yeah. you're just like waiting for more and more. So, and I'm I just mean, remembering another point that I'm glad they added in the play that's from the movie, the point where like he he did have a brother who died uh, ice skating yeah. mm-hmm. and um, he did like come into the room and his mom thought he was the brother and I read somewhere that the mom the mom said that his brother is now in a place where he can be forever young and mm. it, it kind of connected me to like yeah. oh yeah. that's another inspiration yeah. for Peter Pan yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it also too it makes you really understand Neverland you yeah. know what I mean because I feel like growing you up can you can go there whenever you, you like yeah you mm-hmm. you wonder like, no one has TV <laughs> <laughs> but, I, can, I can still see Freddie Highmore and that one tear that's about to fall from his eye at the end Oh, don't get me started. Oh, I, I can't. Um, and you know, also, a little fun fact, that when they can't, when they were asking Johnny Depp to do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that he refused to do it unless yes. they hired Freddie Highmore. Really? Yeah. After I mean, doing he Never is a Down. phenomenal actor. I was like, yeah. he's one of those actors where I've been thinking, I'm like, he's forever young yeah. because he's been in so many movies mm-hmm. and I didn't realize he's my age yeah. because I've always seen him as like a, mm-hmm. a child because he did so many different movies. Yeah. And just first like, I thought you were talking about Johnny Depp and I was like, he is not your age. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. No, not Johnny Freddie Depp. Freddie Highmore. Yeah, Freddie Highmore, sorry. Yeah. But he just like, in that moment when he starts crying, mm-hmm. I was just like, not only was I touched because I'm watching like, you are such a great Good actor. actor. Yeah. Like, you could, you you felt like he really was the son of this family. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't, I didn't, I did, was like, took him to another place. He was just so amazing. And I don't and think, so touching. at the time, he wasn't really in any, no. much of anything. No. I think he was a no. fairly that unknown. That was kind of his turning point, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. But he's been in so much since then, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. But. Bates Motel. <laughs> any last thoughts, everybody? Watch the movie. <laughs> I agree. Go, go see the play. I think, okay, I think the play is fine. I, would I go see it again? Probably not. I would go see it if I got to direct it. Because it would be a very different play. It wouldn't even be Finding Never. I would go see it if I could see like someone like Alfie Bow playing. Mm-hmm. Because I went I went online to see like the London cast and everything. Mm-hmm. And Alfie Bow uh, played J.M. Barry. And as 
Kenny doesn't know, but maybe you guys know that he was in Les Mis, and uh, he has a phenomenal voice. And to see someone that captivating playing that role, I think you almost have to have like a Matthew Morrison, an Alfie Bow, mm-hmm. someone who um, who the audience already knows and loves to mm-hmm. make up for the fact that you don't have like Johnny Depp and Kate Winslet. Right, right. right. I, w- I, I think one thing, and I think we, we talked about this either both today and mm-hmm. at when we saw the play, there wasn't that one song that was like, yeah. like um, what's the wicked defying gravity? Yeah. It wasn't oh, yeah. that one. It's like, not a song that you walk away singing. Yeah. In my, I mean, I know you did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I in the car, like, I didn't, I didn't, I even got back and started trying to, even getting ready for this, I was like, I, nothing was coming to my, I just kept thinking about the song, and I couldn't remember the name of it, that I was like, what was the song that he was singing that he shouldn't have been? Which was R- The Stronger. The Stronger, yeah. Um, and so I remembered it for that reason, but there was nothing that I could think of other than Welcome to London. That one did kind of stick in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, All I'm gonna say is get the soundtrack, because then it'll get stuck yeah, in my head. I think, yeah, I, I yeah. think that's what I'm gonna yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Get the concept album, too. Like, man, like... Uh, Why don't you just send that to me? That way I don't have to... I'm not gonna talk about pirating music. <laughs> <laughs> On a on a platform where people can watch. <laughs> but we'll we'll, we'll so have like, that conversation after. Okay, fine. So you can <laughs> get it yourself. An fine. iTunes gift card. Fine. Okay. Any last thoughts before we go? No, just loved it. Loved the play. Love the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but kudos I love them both. to them. For yeah, doing it was it. good. Loved it the was movie good. too. Still, yeah. Loved the movie too. And yeah. next weekend, you guys were discussing Peter Pan. Yeah. So. Awesome. <laughs> I'm one, two, three, Jackie B on all platforms. Allie, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Allie Nasta and on Instagram at Allie Girl. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lorraine Love, L-O-R-A-Y-N-E-L-O-V-E. And you can find me at Kenny C. Harrison or Kenny Cherison on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Also, watch Drag Race. Drag Race. Six o'clock. And I'll be on days. Three hours. Five minutes. Three hours from now, you can catch me on Drag Race. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 